Welcome back to Ordinal Revolution. My name is Shizzy on this channel. We cover the entire Ordinal ecosystem. What is up, guys? We have an amazing show for you guys today. We have Saturn Rings. They, they're doing a lot of really cool stuff with the rare sats and trading, and they have a Dex over there. It's actually really amazing. Me and Yago, we were looking at it, and uh, we were like, got to get these guys on the show. We got to get these guys on the show because this is something that we think that everyone should see, and really cool how like they're doing stuff with the rare sats. We, there's not really much movement with the rare sats. There's not many people talking about them, so we want to actually get that that fire lit underneath that that category under under ordinals. But without further ado, let me bring in my partner as always, Mister Yagobi. What's up, buddy? What is up? What is up, man? So it's, a, it's a day after Christmas. We're kind of both just kind of getting it back into it. So there's going to be a little hiccups on this one, but uh so what do you think you, you you've been bringing this to me for over a week now this is really your your go-to thing right now so how you feeling yeah. well i'm excited to get them on the the show you know i i feel like um you know there's a lot of stuff happening right now in terms of new protocols that are being launched um on bitcoin right with the layer one assets everybody's excited about that um saturn was something that like just piqued my interest because when i went to their um website and, and will look like a dex I saw rare and exotic sats, right? So instantly I'm just like, you know, you know how I am with the rare sats because like I always say, uh, my family has the background in co tangible collectibles. So that's something that definitely interested me. Um, and I wanted to dig deeper. And so I reached out to them and, and they've been, you know, super busy with just, you know, their airdrop and launching and all that stuff. So uh, we finally got, got them on and I'm excited to really, you know, pick, pick the brain of, of, of the founder here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so it's really cool because we have never seen anything like this when we we when we trade over there on you know with the NFTs type stuff, right? Like so NFT form and you know Unisat has has their swap in their layer two with their the module system, but nothing on layer one with a swap, and this is the first of its kind right yeah and from what i saw you know it, it did look like it was just more peer-to-peer -peer type of uh simplified uh yeah. exotic and rare trat uh rare sat trading right and that's what it looked like to me so we're gonna find out you know wh yeah, what yeah. is the limitations to it is this something that is more of like uh like a traditional style dex or is it more of like peer-to-peer -peer, you know atomic swap type, type deal with a uh, rare sets which is still really great because right now yeah. we got to go through you know um third party marketplaces like magisat or magic yep. eden and stuff like that yep all right further bring them on hex how you doing man you're from the saturn rings man thank you so much for being here yeah pleasure to be here sorry it's uh <laughs> it's taken longer than we'd have all liked to to finally got together no worries yeah, we, we we know you guys are super busy right now so all right yeah so let's get this show started so um we do a lot of our shows kind of the same we like to really get to know the person we're going to dig into saturn rings really really into it but first kind of get to get to know you as a person take as far back as possible and then kind of lead us up to your crypto journey yeah geez i guess not to get uh two in the weeds around sort of <laughs> childhood or anything i try to keep it relevant so um yeah, I mean, I, I got into crypto in, in a bit of an unorthodox way. I was doing um, my PhD on um, cyber psychology, so how humans behave online. And eventually I ended up taking a weird direction about um, centralized bodies of authority, specifically of scientific research. So let's say, for example, the, uh, um, for the same reasons that smoking was deemed healthy for a long time is because there was one governing body that had that say. So you can open the door to all kinds of uh, tomfoolery, to say the least. And 
what I was proposing was a kind of decentralized, reputational-based, anonymous uh, peer review system, um, which, funnily enough, was very similar to how a lot of blockchain models work. And during that research, I reached out to a lot of people that were working with decentralized models and, uh, yeah, kind of got me... Uh, that was my first sort of step into this, this weird and wonderful world. And, uh, yeah, eventually... Um, got in contact with a guy called Andrew Thurman, uh, who was the advisor for Chainlink at the time. And, and he put me in contact with Cointelegraph. And uh, that's where I started writing about the, the PhD, what I was doing. Um, then I started covering anonymous culture in Web3 and a lot of the, uh, the weird uh, consistencies there. Um, and eventually, yeah, got uh, introduced to the Solana ecosystem once there was a, a really novel legal issue with the, the degenerate ape mint. Um, and yeah, I met a few developers there and yeah, the rest is history. I started my first project in Solana over two years ago now. Um, and now cranking on Bitcoin, um, trying to bring a, a fungible economy to, to the main layer. Sounds good. So, um, you, you, you found uh, like Bitcoin and stuff like that. Like, what, were, were you like, were, were you investing in it? Were you thinking about, were you playing on any, any of the chains, like anything like that? So, I mean, I've known about Bitcoin for a very long time, but yeah, I mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm not even a trader now, to be honest. Um, I think this is why I uh, have become so addicted to this space is because I found a way that I can just really like build on it. Um, and that, that's something that I find much easier. And I think there's tangible things to accomplish there. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not much of a tra trader or investor myself, but I like to make cool things. And I think Bitcoin is on the cusp of unlocking, well, I mean, nearly a $950 billion market cap now with an ecosystem that doesn't exist yet. So yeah, I don't think I've ever been more excited to be working in this industry on the be all and end all of crypto, which is Bitcoin. Yeah. So um, Ordinal's dropping in like, you know, January, February, where everyone kind of gets the hype going and stuff like that. What was your first, like, what was your first like experience with it? And like, what did you, did you notice the rare sats right away? So, um, God, my first experience with Ordinals, it was actually through ChartFu. Uh, I remember ChartFu really <laughs> put me onto Ordinals early, early on with his, with his bandits. And he's like, oh, yeah, you can inscribe these files onto Satoshi's. I was like, bro, this sounds awful. Like, yeah, just leave, leave me out of it. <laughs> <laughs> lo and behold, it ended up being like a smash hit success. And I was like, actually, I might have to pay attention to all of this. Um, and yeah, we did, a, uh, we did a small Bitcoin collection with The Fracture, which is uh, my NFT project we started on Solana. Um, and that was kind of the first dive into to Bitcoin from like a, yeah, from, um, what's the word I'm looking for, from like a working point of view. Um, and that introduced me to rare sats. And initially then it was very interesting. Like this was when no one really knew the price of rare sats. There was no price discovery. Like you just had to trust like various web shops and people were charging like $5 per pizza sat and then were charging obscene fees on top of that to inscribe upon. And it just seemed like an incredibly inefficient market. Um, and obviously every problem is just a whole heap of uh, opportunities. So yeah, we got looking, got to work and yeah, I think that kind of led us on to, to this whole DEX idea. Um, but yeah, I guess we can get to that in a second. Yeah. So, so <clears throat> I'm I'm taking a look here on Magic Eden. So the the fractured that is the project that you initially kind of uh, launched and experimented with. Is that is that correct? Yeah. So we made the fractured two and a half years ago, which is just like a linear uh, a linear narrative based project, but completely unrelated to Saturn. Um, it was one of the Saturn was one of those things where it's like you kind of 
pull the thread and then you don't stop realizing you keep pulling and pulling and pulling and then all of a sudden you're like oh holy shit like yeah i think we're onto something quite uh momentous here so yeah the Fra- fracture is a, a story-based project that I started about two and a half years ago okay so is, is it kind of like because i'm looking at magic eden right now there's three listings for it is that correct and, and they're kind of like anime looking no no that's okay, not so, so that's not it okay so okay interesting yeah so you got into kind of doing your collection here um and then you realized okay there's there's a you know that's that's whenever you can kind of tell if it's like a a good project founder or something you you identify first thing you identify is a issue and then you try to add a solution to it right and so the solution that you guys are offering to the space is saturn um it's and it's kind of a did i get that correct on the intro a peer-to-peer type of uh transactional protocol is that is that what it is i think the best way to preface saturn is to really go back to the origin here so when we first looked at brc20s like that was something that was really interesting to the whole Saturn team at the moment because we really felt like that was Bitcoin's ERC20 moment. Like finally we've got fungibles on Bitcoin. And I think that's what's got everybody really excited. We saw huge amounts of volume go go through BRC20s to begin with, but it kind of tapered off. And as you know, BRC20s were incredibly friction heavy. Um, I mean, for example, like if you were to sell $100,000 worth of a BRC20 in one UTXO, it can only ever be matched by a hundred thousand buy order in a, in a similar size UTXO. It's uh, it's not really fungible in that nature. I know people are coining the term semi fungible, but there's a whole debate there we won't get into. But one thing that was really interesting was when Binance started to list uh, some of these BRC twenties with that custodial trust dependent solution. Um, you like reduce all of that friction. And now you have BRC20s doing obscene amounts of volume. You've got two BRC20s with over $1 billion market cap now, which I think just shows an absolute overwhelming demand for fungibles on Bitcoin. But at the moment, we can like over 95% of all of that volume is done in centralized exchanges. And as far as I'm concerned, that couldn't be less Bitcoin if we tried. So it's like our whole mission statement there is like, how can we bring this back on chain? How can we bring this to Bitcoin? Um, and that is a very interesting problem. Um, there aren't many opportunities that, or many uh, solves that we have for that. BRC20s, like I said, they can't really be treated as fungibles on chain. And interestingly enough, the closest thing that we currently have to fungible tokens on Bitcoin are rare Satoshis. Now, this is something that was really interesting to us in the early days because we had a theory that rare Satoshis are so high in supply that people can't treat them as non-fungibles forever. I was very wrong about that. I'm very wrong about a lot of things. You'll, you'll learn that about me slowly. Um, but yeah, people really started to treat these as non-fungibles. Like people wanted palindromes with four fours and five fives or seven eights or whatever, or they wanted the 2016 uncommon, not the 2014 uncommon or, or whatever people's reasons were. And that was something that took us by surprise. But the one thing that the one rest Toshi category that is most like a fungible token is pizza sats. Nobody really cares if someone's pizza sat is rarer than another's unless you're going to get into kind of multiple attribute rabbit hole. But that's not kind of what we're about. Um, what we wanted to do is, is provide a fungible economy on Bitcoin. And as that looked like at the moment, um, it's only really possible with rare sats. So, yeah, once we kind of had that idea, we just started cranking. Um, we just thought, OK, right, well, let's make an order book that works for at least one fungible token, which is rare sats. Um, and we've done that. And that sounds incredibly mundane and maybe a little bit anticlimactical to people that may be coming from Ethereum or people that are coming from Solana. But doing it on Bitcoin is 
the biggest headache you can ever imagine. Um, I love Bitcoin as much as the next person, but it is <laughs> not the friendliest chain to use to build on. Um, but yeah, like we, we've really started cranking now. Um, and I, I think the more that we've worked with Bitcoin, the, the more we've kind of realized how to solve problems here. Like you can't just code your way out of problems on Bitcoin like you can on other smart contract based chains. Um, but you can think of very abstract solutions. Um, and that's something that I think we've done very well. Um, Saturn V2, which is currently where we are now, is just a bit of a proof of concept that the technology works. Like, we're not anticipating people to trade rare sats and the volumes that they do, uh, SPL tokens or ERC20 tokens. All we wanted to do is, can you make a functioning order book on Bitcoin? And yes, you can, uh, with, a, with, a lot of, uh, with a lot of heartache, a lot of tears, um, a horrendous amount of coffee, but you, you can do it, it has been done. Um, and yeah, now we're in the cusp of uh, V3. It's funny, actually, the timing of this podcast because I'm literally just prepping up the marketing for that, which will be rolling out uh, incredibly shortly. Um, and followed by that is going to be uh, our fungible standard rings, um, which I feel is just such a, a simple and elegant solution to so many of the problems that we have in fungible tokens. And I think that could be kind of the catalytic moment for Bitcoin, um, for people to really bring a fungible economy on the Bitcoin chain. So yeah, first we had to get a house in order and now we've got to make something that, that people can really trade as fungible tokens. And yeah, that's what we're bringing next. But uh, I'm aware I've been monologuing for a while, so I'll shut up for a second. <laughs> no, you're fine. So, you know, the the rare sats and the exotic sats as fungible tokens actually excites me more than just being able to like, you know, easily think of some you know non-abstract ticker name a four character ticker name and deploy it right so i feel like this is very important because it actually brings already like a layer of value to these fungibles being that you know there's a set supply a predetermined set supply by you know uh the the uh the rare sat chart or whatever um but uh, you know, with version three, will these rare and exotic sats be considered a, an actual ring token? No. So you'll always be able to trade rare sats uh, on Saturn. Um, it's more of a, an expansion of the inventory. Um, but yeah, I mean, what, one interesting thing about rare sats, I mean, Casey is a genius, uh, but I think what he did with with uh, ordinals is almost so genius that it's it's arguably accidental. Like the implications of ordinals are just mind bending. Um, I can't get too much into the the token documentation because there's a whole rollout planned of that. But maybe listening back to this podcast after the release of that documentation, some of this might make sense. But I mean, really, what rare Satoshis are is just Casey just said that, oh, I believe these to be statistically significant. And we we're all mm -hmm. like, yeah, right, fuck it. Sounds great. <laughs> so, it's like, so, so it's just a social consensus there that these Satoshis happen to be the ones that we treat as rare. And I think that's really cool. And I think that we should definitely do it. But on the theme of um, some tokens having more inherent value than the others, I agree. Um, but I think that if we want to, I mean, my whole childish ambition for bitcoin and i know i sound like a crazy person here but i truly believe that the bitcoin main layer will be as competent as any other blockchain there will be um in four to five years time i mean i'm keeping up with the bit vm chat all day every day at this point um i'm impossibly excited for that future and i think in order to do that we need to demonstrate that we've got every single aspect of that covered 
Um, and having a creator economy that allows someone with no coding experience, no funds within 30 seconds to make and distribute a token to hundreds of thousands of wallets on Bitcoin is a utility that you can't do on any other blockchain full stop. And that's just a case of thinking about these problems in really weird and wonderful ways that Casey has allowed for. Um, so, yeah, I, I do agree with you that Satoshis are really cool and they do have some inherent value there. Um, but I don't think that comes at the expense of what you can create with rings. Gotcha. Uh, but th they will be in the same ecosystem, correct or no? Yeah. So I guess one thing I, I can say about rings, and this is different to a lot of other protocols, and I'm not on here to have protocol wars. Or <laughs> wars um, but one thing that we were very conscious about whilst making rings is we didn't want to silo this ecosystem. Uh, we didn't want people to commit to one token standard that they can't reverse engineer it or have interoperability with other tokens. So the real purpose of rings is really to be as interoperable as possible. So you'll be able to exchange rings into runes, runes into rare sats, rare sats into rings. Um, and satin will just be that one-stop shop for all fungible trading. Gotcha. So, so basically, uh, the the rare sat stuff is just the beginning. What you guys are doing with Bit BitVM could potentially be its own protocol, even even potentially a competitor of Rune's, competitor of BRC twenties, and so on and so on. Correct. So, so BitVM, the Bitcoin virtual machine, is is more theory than anything. It's not something that we're building up. So, Robin okay. Linus is behind that, and there's some really exciting stuff going on there. Um, but yeah, so um, sorry, can you repeat the question? So, so basically, you guys are going to get into more. It's it's not just staying with with the rare sats. You guys are going to go real deep into yeah, yeah, that's right. and all that, all that fun stuff. So the the rare sats again, like I said, like we we wanted to make an order book on Bitcoin. We wanted a fungible economy on Bitcoin, and at the moment, rare satoshis are genuinely the best attempt at a fungible token that we have. Um, and thanks to rare sats, it's allowed us to build out this order book to the standard that it's in. Um, and yeah, I mean, when we first started building Saturn, there was no alternative. Magic Eden hadn't been out yet. Magisat wasn't out yet. You couldn't trade them on satting. Um, so we were hoping that people would treat rare sats as fungibles before any of these other marketplaces came out. But obviously, the other marketplaces did come out and the market behavior seemed to be that of collecting them more as NFTs rather as opposed to kind of fungible, stackable tokens. Yeah. Well, I, I think you could possibly have both, right? Because I know that like, Casey with Runes have, has talked about, you know, uh, making rare sats, exotic sats into fungible tokens. But m my question to you is, are you guys considering these rare sats as actual tokens in your ecosystem? Can you, sorry, can you rephrase that question? So, like, are these going to be considered like like a, a token separate from just the just the rare satoshi like are you creating a new aspect or feature to the rare satoshi for example like now there's a pizza token that's the rare sat uh, or exotic pizza sat you, you get what i'm saying like you're able to trade it as a token i mean you you already can so uh, so again thanks to ordinal's theory we can just identify what Satoshis are, pizza Satoshis. And if you're happy to treat them indiscriminately, you can already trade them as fungible tokens. So we're not messing with any of that. Gotcha. All we're doing is we're bringing a more liquid nature to something that is otherwise kind of UTXO and digital collectible based. So we're introducing a new market behavior to treat that asset class with, as opposed to messing with the asset class directly. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. 
I want to, to uh, show uh, your, your website really quickly because I think it is phenomenal. Uh, you guys did an amazing job on this. It, it, just, it just gives me that look, that feel that, you know, it looks really great. Um, are, are you how, guys, about, are you... how about if I do a live leak to you guys in the DMs that you can't spill, but we can get a live reaction <laughs> of the V3? Yeah, oh, that would yeah, be awesome. I mean, love it. Let's do it. Because I'm, 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 I'm a little bit upset that you guys can't see that already. Um, so let me see. This is hey, that. this is Alpha right here, guys. Yes, you guys are good. Yes. <laughs> well, well, we can't we can't leak it. We only can show our facial expressions, <laughs> so we can't share that one. So this is this is what I'm most excited about. Um, so I'm not sure if you got a view of your Twitter DMs right now. Yeah, let me see. Uh, yep, I just let me see. I'm gonna switch to the brand one real quick. Did you send it to the Ordinal Revolution or did you send it to you, me? You, yeah, go be. Okay, yeah. Let me see real quick. So to preface this, uh, as you guys are finding that, a big priority with what the V2 was, V1 was so crazy. It was like, it was the most janky experience you can imagine. V2 was like, okay, can you do this in a way that functions as you would want it to which we have done and v3 is like okay well how can you make this as user friendly as physically possible gotcha. um so we need a way that people that aren't even used to order books are used to or someone that's only ever done like one or two swaps on a uniswap or a radium they can come to saturn they'll be like i know exactly what i'm doing here and it's going to be so simple to the point that users will be able to come to the platform. They're not even going to know that a pizza Satoshi is different from a BRC20 or a Rune or a Ring. Most consumers don't care. They just want that token. Um, and what Saturn will do is just provide people that extremely frictionless environment where they can trade these as you would expect to do it on any other chain. Um, just for now, it's going to be a little bit slower and a little bit more expensive than what they're used to. Gotcha. Wow. So I'm taking a look, obviously, here, and I'm seeing that, you know, you can see very clearly. So it looks like the version three is UI-wise is a lot better because yeah. it's a lot more clear. And then I don't know. I'm not going to talk about any other features because I don't <laughs> think we're supposed to. But, yeah, there's there's definitely more more clarity, I feel like, from yeah. a UI standpoint. So. I love the uh, the green the green line in the in the middle there. I don't know. I, I love that part of it. That's really cool how you get how you can do that. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That's what I was gonna bring up. But anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, it's yeah, cool. it's it's gonna be fun. And like, we feel like we're in a position now um, to just keep cranking. Like, we feel a tremendous amount of responsibility here. It's like being the only functioning order book on Bitcoin at the moment um, yeah. to make sure that. If we do get the eyes and volume that we're anticipating from rings and eventually runes, because that's a, a critical feature that often isn't spoken about with Saturn, is that this we are completely token uh, token standard agnostic. So whether it's the pipe protocol, whether it's tap, whether it's runes, whether it's BRC20s, all of that will be integrated onto Saturn. Wow. Um, but out, outside of that, um, yeah, it's important to us that once we bring in new eyes from other chains across, that we provide them a very simple experience that works and has zero to no confusion. Um, and obviously, as you know, in Bitcoin, we're, uh, we're very confusion heavy at the moment. It's a very difficult yeah. ecosystem to navigate. Um, and I feel like that's an advantage that this team has that's used to working on other chains. It's like, well, we understand what the the bottom line of a user experience is, is is expected on these chains. It's like, okay, well, let's just replicate that. Let's prove that Bitcoin really is 
uh, what's the word, um, capable of the experiences that you're used to in, in any other chain. So, so you just said something there that oh, I would hate myself if I didn't ask you. You said mm -hmm. that potentially you're going to have runes, pipe, potentially atomicals, all these other protocols. In, so in atomicals here? is the only one that is a bit of a question mark about, and I need okay. to deep dive that, and I need to intro the team. And I apologize to anyone that may be listening that hasn't heard from me or reached out. We've been so in the basement just cranking on this that we haven't had much of a time to have a as much of a cultural impact as we have liked. Um, but with Atomicals, as far as I can tell, um, it's a completely different um, vision for Bitcoin. So it takes away from Ordinal's theory, yes. um, which I feel can silo liquidity and volumes. Um, and Saturn works on Ordinal's theory at the moment. Um, there could be some theoretical implication of Atomicals, but from a philosophy of how I'd like this ecosystem to play out, and this was a, a big sensitive factor for us with Rings, is that we don't want to step on any toes here. We don't want to silo any personal liquidity into an area where they can't pivot out of. It needs to, it needs to work with the thing that's being built upon. And that's not to take away from the, the technical achievement of Atomicals. I think there's a lot of good stuff in that which holds a lot of merit. Um, but the priority for me, especially in these early stages of an ecosystem, is we are a fairly small and niche community as it is. I think the priority should be how can we supplement each other's experience as opposed to vampire attack each other's uh, version of that experience. Like we don't want to end up with Ethereum where we've got infinite layer twos to solve a problem. Like let's focus on one layer and let's make sure that that main experience is, is good um, and as interoperable as possible. Well, that yeah. that is coming. I, I we know like nine people working on layer twos right now, so that that's that mess is coming. But uh, that that's that that's it actually gets me bullish on you. The fact that you knew Atomicals pretty well, like you're you're really well rounded in the space, which is there's not a lot of people that can can you can just well off what you just said about Atomicals, you know. So <laughs> I appreciate bullish that. on you. I mean, yeah. like even like the um, here's some alpha for for anyone. I don't know if this is too much alpha. Fuck it, it's alpha. We're, yeah. we're on the clock at this point. Um, <laughs> But yeah, a lot of what we we how we came towards the rings protocol was actually a lot of the same literature written in the stats protocol, and I believe that was written in 2014. Um, and it's wild for us to be the first people really iterating on that like fundamental idea that was written, yeah, nearly nine well nine years ago now. Um, so that's kind of cool. But yeah, like uh, like I said, we haven't done a lot of socializing. We haven't done a lot of uh, uh, spaces or podcasts yet. We've just been learning and cranking as much as possible because yeah i mean if bitcoin does end up swallowing all market caps from all other competing chains uh the potential of having the one-stop shop for all fungible tokens on bitcoin is just once in a lifetime opportunity i mean once in a generational opportunity um so, so yeah something we've been taking very seriously and yeah we've been uh working very hard on it you know, I actually think this is a solution that's very, very much needed, especially in the this inscription-based fungible token uh, environment. Because right now, if I'm a new person, right, like Shizzy, you and I have been in this space for a while, so we know yeah. like how to navigate what what's the most popular, what's been around the most, what's established itself in terms of protocol. But if I'm a new person that's just coming in the last two weeks, I'm confused as hell because like I got CRBC. 20 i got brc 100 i got brc 420 i got brc 20 i got all these like inscription token protocols and i'm like which one do i pick and most of them are probably just going to pick the first one they hear about you know or read about but what what rings seems like they're trying to do here is trying to corral all those in the in inscription realm and say hey look 
you can use all these uh, fungible token standards on the rings platform. Um, and, you know, it will kind of consolidate in a sense, um, just the, the user experience. Uh, is that correct, Hex, wh wh where I went with that? Yeah, so, uh, I mean, just uh, one technical point. So it's all traded on the Saturn platform. Rings is just another token standard. Um, it's not okay. similar to TAP, and I'm, I'm not as well-versed in TAP as I'd like to be, but from what I understand about TAP is you, you bring things onto that protocol and then you can trade things within the TAP protocol. Um, whereas with Rings, it's it's not really like that. Um, it's it's uh, as in, in, in invasive as possible. Um, so yeah, you, you wouldn't have to like wet your feet within it too much in order to just mess around with other token trading. It's just simply another token offering. Um, gotcha. and even that, like we don't, well, I'm not trying to push or sorry, we're not trying to push, uh, rings forward as like the panacea for all fungible standards within Bitcoin. All we're trying to do with rings is demonstrate that you can have fungible tokens on Bitcoin. Um, mm -hmm. And one limitation for runes at the moment, which like, we think rings has a really novel solution for um, is with runes like runes is a fantastic idea um, again Casey's cranking like a madman over there which is awesome to see um, but in terms of distribution of rune tokens it's still going to be very expensive um, and we've obviously we, we've got Cadence on our team um, who was one of the early contributors to the Bonk token um, Bonk on Solano uh, hopefully you guys are familiar with that yeah, um, yeah. but one of the one of the main reasons that we attribute Bonk's success to was its distribution it was distributed to thousands and thousands and thousands of wallets and all of the key opinion leaders you could ever want. But to replicate that on Bitcoin um, with VRC20s, all runes alike, is going to cost you millions of dollars in fees. It's, it's arguably impossible. Um, but what rings does is it allows for these opportunities. It allows for these ecosystem tokens. It allows for legitimate airdrops, like legitimate distribution across chain um, in a way that doesn't congest the mempool, is free, and it's instant um so it's like wow. with rings like yeah we're not trying to we're not trying to prove uh, we're not trying to um so what, like invent just crazy technical revelations we're just providing something that's very simple very elegant um in a way that allows token market behavior to play out as it wants to um we can do all of these weird roundabout solutions and claims and minting experiences but at the end of the day, if you can't distribute tokens like you can on other chains, it's going to be really difficult to compete with. Um, so that's a big thing for Rings is just making sure yeah. that that distribution side of things is very in tune. But uh, on top of that, it does allow for a lot of really interesting stuff that we haven't had the time to crank on yet. I mean, theoretically, Rings allows for stable coins on Bitcoin. Um, it allows for the first ever non-custodial... Hold on. <laughs> you, said, you, just, you, just, you just said something that made my, my ears ring. Potentially, rings could have stable coins on Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would obviously require a, a just a humongous amount of collateral. But yeah. if Circle wanted to bring a stable coin onto Bitcoin, they could do so with rings. Okay. Um, but furthermore than that, like, there's just other more niche things. I think Ordinal's projects can pick up right away, in which is like you can have non-custodial staking emissions that would also be free and instant. Um, I mean, you can have inflationary and deflationary supplies that is free and instant as well. So there's a load of implications there. Um, you can do governance, you can do token gating. Um, so there's, there's all this just amazing uh, utility that we can just start to really just sink our teeth into and not have to just, yeah, run around in circles trying to create the next most complicated token standard. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I feel like that's something that, that Rings does, does pretty well. Okay. I, 
I kind of, I really love how you guys are doing it. You're building the de- the potential swap decks, whatever you want to call it, first, and then you're kind of introducing your 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 standard. While other other protocols are rushing stuff out, just, like let's just say Tap, for instance, they put out this protocol. We couldn't trade it for months. Like it was mm. uh, it was it was so annoying and so frustrating. We had these tokens that are wild, but we couldn't we couldn't trade them besides OTC. And it seems like what you guys are doing, you guys are building the absolute right way of putting out your potential decks, putting out your swap first, and then your market, and then guessing your wild eventually, and then you're putting out your standard which that is that is actually the way to do it it's patience it's i i like it so yeah i appreciate that and um just, just to go something that uh, yeah i think yago said earlier about like the user experience like most dgens at this point like especially when you've got things like ethan uh, it's now le- le- i'm a bit uh, i'm well trained to avoid saying the word solana because i know it's a trigger word to a lot of people but <laughs> recently it's become more okay thanks to the surge in price but um, when you're having to compete with experiences that people are used to on Solana, like you're going to lose people the second you even say the word UTXO. Like they're, yeah. they're, they're gone. They're just completely gone. Let alone taproot wallets and payment address wallets. Like you, they're just gone. Um, so, I mean, that's another really big part of Saturn as well. And it's a bit more of a nerdy niche uh, part of it. But <clears throat> it, a lot of the OGs are going to be grateful for it. But I think it's going to be especially good for newcomers because they won't even realize it's happening. Um, Well, we're taking UTXO management entirely on the back end. So, for example, one issue that we've got with V2 at the minute, let's say you've got one UTXO of $1,000 and you make one $10 bid. The rest of that $990 in that UTXO can't be spent until that UTXO is settled. Yep. So the only other way to do that is to then separate your UTXO into one UTXO buy order and then the other UTXO is changed to be left in your wallet to them use the nut. Users don't want to do that. They just want to place an order and the website should do all of that management on their behalf. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only that, you should be able to do things like partially filled orders. I should be able to sell $100,000 worth of a ring token and I should be able to sell five, ten thousand dollars at a time of that. I shouldn't need to wait for one whale buyer to come across and take off that whole UTXO. Um, so that's another like kind of niche specific feature of Saturn, um, which I think will be invisible to most users. And fingers crossed, that's what we're hoping for. Um, but in a way that's just going to make the experiences on other marketplaces just insufferable. Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Um, it, you know, if you guys can get to that point um in terms of a that, builder, that's that's coded by the way that'll be out with uh, the v3 oh wow awesome oh. i mean there's so many things that i've heard so far that's really definitely exciting uh you know stable token is definitely one i always knew like a collateral situation is always a hurdle there but you know you have stables on almost every other evm so i don't think that's going to be an issue it's just the technicals that uh getting past that part which seems like you guys have figured out um in terms of a builder's perspective, what would attract? What do you think would be the biggest attraction for a builder uh, to come over to Saturn and build here? Good question. Um, maybe I'm a little bit confused on the word builder. Could you rephrase that potentially? So, if I want to launch uh, a, a project within the Saturn ecosystem, what are some, you know, uh, positives that would bring me over here do you feel like like from a developer standpoint like so i mean why, why build on rings rather than tap or sure sure or okay yeah why why would you want to use the ring token standard um i mean why the reason though i would want to use the ring token standard is it's free and instant and i don't need to know how to code i can make the hex token and i can distribute it to every wallet within bitcoin in a few seconds 
And then I can use that hex token to token gate a Discord. And I can have a small fish channel where you only needed 100 tokens to get in. And I can also token gate a whale channel where you need 100,000 tokens. I could even put a governance tool in there where you'd need relative percent holdings to have higher say in whatever treasury management that we use. Um, I can run up a small script that will allow for non-custodial staking emissions. Like I can get cranking on some really cool stuff that hasn't been done yet. Like this, with like the thing that frustrates me a little bit with Bitcoin and ordinals at the moment, and I love Bitcoin and ordinals, but we're still really hung up on some innovations from like a year ago. Um, and this is, I think, something that the Taproot Wizards are really wise on here. Is they're aware that. There's so much cool shit that we could be doing right now. We could really just all be cranking as an ecosystem on some actual products, some cool things that we just don't have right now. Um, but instead, like we're all trying to like polish our boots, ready to take that first step. And I think like we're beyond that. Um, and I think what Rings allows for is a way for creators to take that first step in a very easy and inconsequential way and just start cranking right, right away. Let's start making some cool products. Like, I don't care how small that product is, but I would love to see products on Bitcoin. Like, JPEGs are great. It's a great start. Um, but I think we need more than that. Um, so that's why I'd want to adopt the Rings token standard. It's simple, it's elegant, it's free and instant to use. Uh, in terms of distribution, not in terms of trading. Like Bitcoin transactions are unfortunately always going to be Bitcoin transactions for the foreseeable. Um, but yeah, that, that's why I would um, build with the ring standard. Awesome. Yeah, so, it just seems uh, like the hurdles are a lot smaller. Yeah, and I think like, I think when we do release the standard, I think some people are going to be quite angry with it because of how simple it really is. I think it's... I think some people will almost see it as, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm trying to choose my words very carefully here. Um, but yeah, some people will almost see it as an attack on their work because there has been months and months on some really, really good work. And I think that we've just kind of spotted a gap where it's like, wait, hang on. We don't need to get lost in the weeds here. We could just do this. And we could have all of the functions from a token that you would want in a way that doesn't causes minimal to no harm um and i think like there's going to be people that are going to be very wise to that and quick to act on that there's going to be some people that are upset that if this gets adopted which i believe it will because it's it's so easy that this was adopted over the hard work that's being done elsewhere um but i think the the deciding factor and that is the deciding factor of pretty much 99.9 percent .9 of all things in crypto is will the market react to it and as far as we we're concerned, so as soon as you get something that's free and instant in terms of distribution and allows for a creator economy, I mean, you can't even make a JPEG collection on Bitcoin for free. Like it's it's incredibly expensive. So like we're gatekeeping the creator economy so hard right now. Uh, obviously involuntarily because due to inscription fees, but at least with this way, now anyone can come to Bitcoin and start a project and start to do something cool. Um, and I just think that that's something that's so palpable that, again, going back to my earlier comment, like a lot of the people that use Saturn won't even know what they're trading. They won't know if their ring token is a rune token or a BRC20 or a RareSat. They won't care. They'll just know the ticker, they'll know the project, and they'll want to be trading it. Gotcha. And as someone myself is not really a tech person, I love the being simple. I love being able, I'm able to go over there and build Everyone something. does. So simple. I mean, that's, I mean, something like, like tap or pipe, I feel like I have to learn how to code in order to even mess with the stuff. But I feel like so, if we can simplify that stuff, we can get a lot more adoption. And I think Rings is doing that. So I think that's my biggest strength in this team is that I'm a bit of an idiot. 
and I want to <laughs> I want to navigate a website in a You're way that's proof. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I don't get it. And they're like, no, you're just going to do this, this, and this. I'm like, no, it's too much. I don't get it. Make it a one click step. And like, yeah, yeah. And we, we, we got to understand like the user experience is so important. I think on Bitcoin, it's more important here than anywhere else. Like if we're going to put up with high fees and long wait times, everything needs to be incredibly simple, friendly to use. But at the moment, I don't even want to click a JPEG at the moment because I'm worried that I might burn it or send it to a Bitcoin payment address. And like, it's just, it's just a nightmare. So it's like, we got to make it friendly for the most simple person in the room. Um, That's the, that's the only way we go forward. Yeah. I'm a digital marketer and I've been for, you know, past 10 years. So I understand like, you know, the click journey is definitely something that you want to minimize as much as possible. And, and, you know, that experience over here is just, you know, eliminating the hurdles as much as possible for the user experience. So um, that's awesome that you guys are focused on that because it's very much needed here. Um, one thing you mentioned, you said, you you know, uh, we're gatekeeping the creators because, you know, it's expensive to create a collection. Are you worried about one thing that came to my mind was, you know, are you worried about like oversaturation of collections, though, on Bitcoin? If No, you know? no, God, no, 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 no. That's like it. I'm worried about undersaturation. I'm worried that things aren't competitive enough. I'm worried that the next 18-year-old killer that's going to stay up for 19 hours a day and crank on a project for 12 months straight can't. And that's something that concerns me a lot. And there was similar conversations about this within Solana. People saying, oh, there's too many collections. There's too many collections. Like competition does only, the only thing that competition does is breed better projects. And I think that with less competition, there's going to be lower standards. Um, I think... From a from a trading point of view, an investment point of view, like you know, this isn't. Uh, I don't mean this to sound a, a, as a dig at you, but like if you're worried about your project losing liquidity to another project that's bigger and better, like maybe you shouldn't be in that project to begin with. Like your only advantage shouldn't be that you're one of the few. Like mm-hmm. your your selling point of the project is we are the best. Um, so yeah, like open the door to creators and let the eighteen year old kid with no money in the bank but a desire like hell. Let them come, let them come crank. Um, and I think the whole ecosystem will be better off for it. Makes sense. I love it. Yeah, man. Makes so sense. um, yeah, so in, every protocol has their, their first token, right? So it, every and every single one of them explodes. Like, I don't care what what, what project it is, what protocol it is, they all explode. Um, like Atomicals, you were able to, to mint the Atom token for pennies, and now it's worth uh, $15,000. So what what is, is your is your first token? And you did mention potential airdrop. Could you get into that if there's not <laughs> too much alpha to, to bleed out? So, but... yeah, at, at, t- today we are not planning a token right now we're not planning a token uh that being said we are the only platform on bitcoin as far as we know that you can farm for airdrops so we're currently doing something that we're calling the builders program um so we're working with five creators that are brave enough to take the first step into a new innovation and start cranking um to help them with distribution to help them with obviously the token generation event um obviously have some marketing rollouts there as well um but yeah so the it's, it's a difficult thing to manage or navigate from a marketing point of view because we can't give too, much, too many details across how the token specification works. And if you want to get into why we haven't released that documentation, uh, I'd be happy to do so. But um, yeah, so at the moment, farming Saturn, so essentially the more volume you do on Saturn, you're put onto an airdrop eligibility list. Um, so the creators that are making the first ring tokens, uh, they will have distribution lists. 
Um, so yeah, like the more you participate with Saturn and obviously the various collections that have been included within that eligibility list um, are not only going to be included in the rug token airdrop, which is Archon's. Archon's a killer, by the way. If no one's following Archon, please do. He's one of my favorite people to work with. He's so... Give an idea to him. He's like, fuck yeah, let's do it. Like, he's just the best guy ever to work with. He's really got contagious energy. But yeah, Ordinal Rugs and Archon are rolling out the first ring token, which is going to be called the Rug Token, which is, I think is hilarious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you can um, be eligible for that by just transacting on the Saturn platform um, or be with one of the collections that has been already me been made eligible. Like for the Rug Token especially, a, a big motivation of that is we need to get the whole Bitcoin ecosystem involved on this. There shouldn't be a single active person on Bitcoin that doesn't have one of these tokens. Gotcha. Sounds good. Um, so in terms of uh, when version three will be released, do you have a, a hard date on that or is it still kind of up in the air? Two days. Two days oh, from wow. now? Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> There's That's the alpha. Alpha. <laughs> alpha plug right there. So, so all I need to do and I'm trying to make this simple for all of our users is come on here and trade some pizza sats or trade some rare sats. Exactly. And that makes me eligible for all airdrops in the future. Exactly. And uh, I mean, since we're on the topic of alpha, um, we'll be putting out with the V3, there's going to be uh, a referral link as well. So if you deposit and create your trading account um, and then you've got your referral link and you tweet that out and people do that, uh, that will also make you eligible for more airdrops. Uh, you'll get boosted on your airdrop potential as well. So yeah, we're hoping that's going to be quite a, a viral moment as well. I think people with a lot of mindshare within Bitcoin are going to be quite happy about that, hopefully. Um, so yeah. that'd be the other way to, to kind of put yourself in the, in the spotlight for more tokens. Yeah, awesome. and that, that's crazy because like the reason Solana is many people don't know this, but the reason Solana is going crazy right now is because of all the airdrops that they're having over there. They're airdrop at their airdrop. So for this to happen on Bitcoin, this could be this could be our next level. This could take us to you know level two. So that's actually huge. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, like, like there's there's not. I mean, I'm pinching myself every day that we're the only horse in this race at the moment. Because um, I mean, Bitcoin, yeah, sitting at $900 billion market cap. And right now, there's no way to do fungible tokens in a way that makes sense. And this is the first offering of that. And we're the only place that you can trade it. So it's like just a mind blowing opportunity to us. And like, if this goes well, like, I think this could be, and I don't mean to speak too much in hyperbole, but this could be like one of the biggest moments for Bitcoin. If we can demonstrate that we can do ecosystem wide airdrops, they get traction and everybody's having a lot of fun. Um, I think then the narratives really start to spread. Ethereum is out of the race. You have Solana for performance, but in terms of high-value coins, high-value collectibles, uh, you're going to find that on Bitcoin. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I have one last question from my side. Um, and it's, so obviously this is on layer one Bitcoin, right? So, you know, the, the biggest thing is scalability with speed. So if I trade one of these on the ordering book, how many blocks do I have to wait? Do I have to wait one block for it to show or do I have to wait the three for total confirmation? So I'll, I'll save that question for the documentation because there's a few cool things that we're doing there um, that okay. I don't want to get into just yet. But yeah, there's going to be a full Git book coming out there that will have all the specifics on that one. Awesome. And that's going to be released in two days? For, well, not the, not the Git book. That will be with the first airdrop, which will be coming shortly after the V3. Okay. Gotcha. Perfect. Perfect. I, awesome. I feel like um I got some work to do. I'm gonna be uh using your site to get get some of these airdrops. So <laughs> you, I really appreciate did, that. 
You did raise a, a really good point there, uh, Yago. I don't, I don't know what to... Yagobi? Yagobi, yep. Yagobi. Yagobi. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm learning. <laughs> um, yeah, you raised a really excellent point there, which is kind of the scalability issue here. And I think this is going to be... Uh, I think this is going to take ordinals a lot uh, by surprise in, in not a great way. Um, uh -oh. I think... <laughs> trading fees uh, trading fees are not going to uh, slow down. Inscription fees are not going to slow down. It is going to really become uh, unsustainable. Um, well, not unsustainable, obviously. It will be sustainable, but it will be unusable um, in terms of like ecosystem. And that's a big issue for us as a DEX. Um, but our philosophy to this is like, that is, the that is Bitcoin's next biggest problem. And that's also Bitcoin's next biggest opportunity. So we're already cooking at the moment on like, the, the ideal vision we have for this order book is free and instant trades. Like that's, that's the next like goalpost for us. Wow. Um, and doing that within doing that on Bitcoin is very difficult, especially on the main layer. Um, but there are some really interesting early theories that we have cooking on. And this is why I love this team. And I think also an advantage for us not being so plugged into the ordinals community is because we do think about these, these weird limitations of Bitcoins in kind of unconventional ways. Um, and there's a, there's a lot that's possible in Bitcoin um, and yeah. we can navigate a scaling Bitcoin. But I did just want to make that abundantly clear because I know there's going to be people listening and being like, okay, brilliant. I could make the best decks on Bitcoin ever. But when trading fees are like $1,000 a transaction, no one's going to be trading. And they've got a very good point there. But we just see that as our next biggest opportunity. So while people are trying to catch up building a DEX, we'll be making a DEX that you can actually use when Bitcoin is uh, cooking on full heat, which I think is going to be a sooner rather than later. Yeah. Wow. This has been absolutely amazing. Uh, this is part one. I'm hoping that we can get you back <laughs> for part two and three because you are, I'd love to. Yeah. Like it's there's so much more coming from you guys, man. So I'm definitely gonna put in your part one so that way we can do a continuation of part two because I we, you guys haven't come in with a gift book and stuff like that. After that come, comes out, we got to reach out to you again and get you back on because I feel like there's so much information that we need to be putting out there. But uh, we really appreciate you coming on, man. It's been absolutely amazing. But this is part of the show. We kind of give you the stage uh, to talk to our community, whatever. I mean, you, you already said a lot, but if there's anything you left out or anything you want to um, harp on, this is your opportunity. The stage is yours. Yeah, for sure. And um, I, I said this before we started the podcast, like this is a really nice position for me to be in because I don't have a product I have to sell. Um, we just have a cool tool and I think that you're going to like it a lot. And if you think that there's a market for fungible, well, there is a market for fungible tokens on Bitcoin. And you can see that within uh, what Binance has just done. Binance has done over $300 million worth of volume at the moment. And that's because it's a, a centralized exchange with a trust dependent custodial solution. Um, if you have any uh, connection to the philosophy of Bitcoin and the distrust of centralized parties, um, Saturn is very much that answer. It's a way to bring that volume on chain. Um, what we're going to be doing with Rings is a, a free and instant token distribution that is going to boot open the door to a creator economy on Bitcoin. Um, that is something that should excite you, if not from a speculation level, from an innovation level. Um, and I don't think there's going to be a lot of harm in just you coming onto the website, having a peek around and kind of waking up to what really is possible in Bitcoin. Uh, JPEGs and UTXOs were, were the first step on this journey, but I think where Bitcoin goes from here is going to be uh, miles far and beyond where we are today. Um, but yeah, but thanks guys so much for having me on. Uh, sorry for monologuing a lot. It's been a while since I've uh, been in one of these environments. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really cool to have people to, to talk about our, our crazy little product that we put together. Um, we'll be doing a lot more of spaces and I'll try to be on Twitter much more. We've uh, 
been in the basement in the dark cranking on this and yeah i think it's finally time that we go outside and, and show people what we've done sounds great man uh, awesome. thank you so much and if there's ever ever anything you you want to put out there and you want to use our platform hit, hit, uh, definitely hit us up and we get you on right away if there's any fud or anything anything at all that you want to um, <laughs> you want to come, come up that's, that's what we're here for that's what order revolution is here for but we appreciate you so much man thank you so much for coming on and i'm excited awesome awesome all right hex all right. you have yourself a great day we'll talk to you soon See you, all right talk soon guys cheers right. bye bye that was awesome. I I, re I really thoroughly enjoyed that. That was uh, yeah. very very fun. Yeah, you know, it's always exciting to learn about a new protocol um, that just you know catches your eye for some reason. You know, like I said, there's there's tons of protocols that are being launched right now, um, but this one caught my eye because just uh, I don't know. If, I, I know this sounds stupid, but I like the name of it, and I just dug a little deeper. Yeah. Um, once I dug deeper and I saw the the ordering book with the rare Satoshis, I was like, okay, this is something that we got to dig deeper into. Um, now, all the information that we were just we just were told and all that stuff is exciting and great, uh, but we 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 need to see that version three and the documentation yeah. and because like the documentation is so important for other people out there in the community to learn about. So yeah. that's what I'm going to be waiting on is to dig into the docs. Um, I think that's a very important part of do your, doing your own research. Yeah. And that's kind of like why I love doing the show. Like we're getting the pre stuff before the docs and stuff come out. Right. So when, when we're reading the docs, we can go, go re go back and rewatch the video and be like, Oh, I know what he's talking about now. And I know what he's talking about now. And I love that aspect because then, then it's on demand. It's right after the docs, you can go right back to the video. And I think that's, that's why we, we, we very much enjoy doing these, uh, doing these videos with these founders and stuff like that. And uh, we hope you guys do too. Exactly. So. Well, yeah. That's our show. Uh, we, if you cannot watch, you can definitely listen. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. Please smash the like for us. Guys, we just passed 6,000 subs. 6,000 subs. You. Thank you so much. It is absolutely amazing. Uh, I can't. Uh, I mean, dude, <laughs> we were at 800 in like August and September. This has just been a ride of a lifetime. And we have you guys to thank. And, you know, we're going to keep getting out, getting out videos for you guys like this one. And you know, we, we, had, we had, you know, A, before he was, before Atomicals, we had Benny before track or during track. And we're going to keep giving you guys these videos. We appreciate you guys. And uh, that's the show. Thank you. Peace.